Hey everyone, welcome to Untucked. Um, on this week's episode, we are going to talk about uh, proposed tax changes um, that we could potentially experience if Joe Biden is elected president. Um, then we are going to talk about whether or not we think money can actually buy happiness. Then we're going to wrap up with a discussion on the survival condo, a million dollar luxury bunker. Enjoy. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 33 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. And this is Jeff. Did you guys know that the national anthem, the melody that the national anthem is sung to, was a British pub song? So it was a song back in like the 1800s that people would get drunk at British bars and sing. And then they merged that with the lyrics of the national anthem and that became the national anthem who who who's credited with authoring the national anthem who wrote it francis, francis keese scott, scott. scott yeah francis scott key yeah scott key sorry yeah. <laughs> and you're saying he stole it from a british pub he stole anthem. the melody he took the melody well i don't know if he yeah, did i, mean, I don't i don't like, i don't actually think scott key is like the one that plays or was that just a lip sync? That was just a lip sync okay, issue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so cool. We're singing this song at 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 sporting events, and it's like reminiscent to the guys that were clanking pint glasses back in the day. Back. 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 Like OGs. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be singing the national anthem at sporting events? No. I'm absolute yes. What do you mean no? We don't sing the national anthem before we go to work. I mean, before staff meetings and things like that, and companies. No one gives a shit about the staff meeting. No one gives a shit about the national the anthem Brewers at football and the games. Blue Jays game in August third. <laughs> I think it's great, and, I, and, and in in accordance with oh the national anthem, I think there should be F fourteen flybys at every sporting event. Where should we shake out on the pledge of allegiance before school? No, get rid of it. Okay, so the, what, then what's the difference? Yeah, you want F-14s and <laughs> National Anthem before a meaningless baseball game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I get, opposed to all of I it. Get, uh, I get patriotic when I hear it. And I, there's no other place that like I get patriotic other than a sporting event. Well, that's sad. Where do you get patriotic? Fourth of July fireworks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, you find yourself singing the national <laughs> anthem out loud while you're watching the uh, swimsuit? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fun fact. Thank yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, that was all right. All right cool. Um, sports. There's a lot going on now, right? I mean... Um, NBA scrimmages today, like as we speak. So Pennsylvania just shot down the Blue Jays playing out of Pittsburgh. You know, that that was like really? the deal because Toronto said no to it. 
Right. And and the idea was they'll play in Pittsburgh, and state of PA said no. <laughs> Find somewhere else. Wow. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins will be playing hockey in Toronto, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. I did not know that. Is this like real games or are they scrimmaging? I Aren't they supposed to start games like within a couple days? Baseball starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. I think Pennsylvania is smart because the more and more I think about sports happening, the more and more I'm like, it's just going to get shut down in two weeks. Um, I think we talked about this last week. Didn't yeah, we? there's like 324 people in the NBA bubble. And not one single positive COVID test since they've been there. Yeah, and I think what I'm hearing from the hockey side of things is like these next few days, they just have to make it to the bubble because yeah. presumably you make it to the bubble and you don't do anything stupid while you're in the bubble, like leave the bubble. Everybody should be fine. I heard they're sneaking uh, <laughs> chicks in to the bubble. Well, the NBA uh, bubble. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, think you're talking they're... about the hockey bubble. I'm talking about the hockey. Oh yeah, those they're... hockey guys don't sneak chicks in, but the NBA players do. <laughs> um, Rashawn Holmes, who played for the Sixers at one point, ordered food delivery and like left the bubble to pick it up and had to quarantine for ten days in his room. That's hysterical. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean, there's been, at least on the hockey side, there's been a, a handful of players who have had to sit out for 10 days, whatever, 14, because of it. And then, but like every day, the news is like today, there's the news is nothing but like good, which is no news is good, good news. And I think it might happen. I, I'm with you. I thought no way. But then again, you know, once the games start, you never know if somebody yeah. tests positive. Then, then what happens? I don't, I mean, there's a whole thing for it, but. I think hockey might happen. I mean, they got the schedules out August 1st. I think the games start at noon. It's like 12, 4, and 7 or something like that. I think basketball's got it figured out, right? You, you do a bubble. And once you're in the bubble and everyone's clean, assuming no one leaves the bubble or comes into the bubble, you're good. Baseball, I don't know how that's going to happen. I agree. Football, yeah. how the hell is football going to happen? I mean, they haven't said they haven't said anything, right? Like, there's been nothing from the league about like parameters that are being put in place. I think it's no. too hard. It's like an, it's not solvable. Yeah, I'm just excited to get some sports back, man. The NFL yeah. is just hoping for the vaccine. At yeah, this point. yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're they're vaccine waiters. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my my COVID results were negative. I got them today. Oh yeah. 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 How was the test? Was it like no big deal? Uh, throat swab. Oh, a throat swab. Tonsil, tonsil swab, I should say. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty... It so wasn't comfortable. It's immediate result, though, kind of? Uh, 48 hours. And you got that... Does, is that connected to your shoulder surgery? Yeah, I had okay. to get you it because get of the yeah, surgery, okay. yeah. Jeff's getting shoulder surgery tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, super excited. Moving on, Coach's Corner. <laughs> taxes. Death and taxes. <laughs> the Biden tax hike would be severe. This was an article in the Wall Street Journal, Journal opinion section um, from Philip DeMuth. Philip's article discusses the proposed tax changes that could be coming our way should Joe Biden get elected in November. Tax rates, the step up in basis at depth, and capital gains taxes could see dramatic changes sooner rather than later. So Philip is clearly a hardcore Republican, right? So I Googled him. Okay. I think he's like a serial wall street journal journal opinion writer 
Oh, so you Googled the author because it yeah. seemed kind of over the top, the, the tone of it. Is that why? Yeah, I just was curious about him as a, as a human. <laughs> and he like credits himself on his own website as like a Wall Street Journal contributor. Okay. So then I searched him on Wall Street Journal. It's all opinions. Right. So I feel like you really can't go contributor if you're willingly putting your opinions in there. But we don't have to like talk about Philip. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the the article itself, and I, I have to admit, I haven't been paying this close of attention as to what Joe Biden's specific yeah. tax proposals are going to be. We figure across that bridge if and when. But holy shit, there's there's some stuff in here that is like incredibly um, impactful and in a negative way to a lot of people and sure. to to, a, to an economy for sure. But the odds that everything that he wants or that he's running on from a tax yeah. reform standpoint is going to get passed. I don't care if they have the House and the Senate. Like, it's just not likely. Right? I mean, Trump's Trump revamped everything with the whatever ta tax and job. Right, but act. like Obama passed Obamacare. Uh -huh. Was it in the form that he was running on? Oh, sure. No. no. I mean, no. they're not going to take capital gains tax. They're not going to get rid of the step up and bring capital gains tax to four, like 40%. That's not going to happen. Well, the capital gains one I did look up, and the 40% capital gains rate would fall if your income's over a million bucks. Okay. So that's not something he said in here. Right. And it's not something that applies to a lot, a lot, a lot of right, people. Right, right. Um, but the step up in basis is part of getting rid of it is part of the, the proposal from Biden at this point. Well, the one in here that I, I was like, whoa. And again, maybe doesn't apply to a lot of actual people in terms of numbers, but the significance is huge. It's, it's so you know that like your Social Security and, and Medicare gets withheld from your paycheck and it's around 7%, 6 or 7%. So is what you pay, you the employee, the W-2. And your employer pays the exact same amount that sort of they kind of like contribute their share. So it's like 12, 12 and a half percent total. But it stops at like a hundred and I don't know, 140,000 or so of, of income. And after that, there's no more, um, or at least no more Social Security. But he's in here, it's saying that those who earn over 400,000 will begin paying that full 12, 12 and a half percent from there on after. So if you make ten million bucks a year, right now your your Social Security piece of it is it's like, like twelve grand. It's, it's like twelve grand. But in this scenario, you would be paying an extra over a million bucks a year in taxes <laughs> that just came out of thin air. No, well, why? 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 That's a way to tax the wealthy. It's I mean, the, that's targeting yeah. the high high earners. No, I'm you know? saying like, why do we need to increase taxes to pay for? everything in part to pay for everything that just was done in the last well that's months. and that's kind of the part that i'm like okay phil like the stimulus package that was just injected into this economy like i know we talked about debt and like it not mattering in like the grand scheme of things but like the money has to come from somewhere and like it's gonna come from us we all have to be maybe not okay with but understand the fact that to pay for the PPP loans, the stimulus checks, uh, the $600 a week in unemployment, like that comes from somewhere. And it's us as taxpaying citizens. Yeah, and, and I think more 
specifically, it's the ultra wealthy, yes. high, high earners um, that are going to be soaked with taxes if any of this sees a light of day. And if they, they meaning Congress, Republican and Democrat, if they decide to to pass that to like the middle class, that's just a crime. Because they're the people that need the breaks. And, and, I, and when I say middle class, I mean like the people that make 100, 150 a year. I mean, that's to, to, to take their taxes from a 15% or 12% effective rate to like a 22, that'll crush them. That'll hurt a lot of people. And this is, but, but once again, incentives are, are really the only thing that matters. If, if something like this were to, were to happen, and he points it out in the article, lawyers and tax uh, CPAs are going to have a field day and they're going to figure out how to avoid or at least minimize. And whether that means money moving offshore, all kinds of other loopholes being taken advantage of, it's all going to happen. So what they think it's going to bring in, it's not going to be anywhere close to that. Right. Except for the impact on the, the middle class who you right. mentioned, which is they're not going to have an out, an, an out or an option. It's like, you know, New York State is stupidly high state income tax rates. And if you're able to like not live there or at least not live there for six months out of the year, you do it because you avoid a huge, if you're a high earner, you avoid a huge like unnecessary tax bill. It's no different. Um, but this is a way bigger scale because I think, holy crap some of these some of these rates and proposals that are in here are just so different so much more onerous than they are today that's what that's what i took from the article like it's too big of a jump yeah i I just don't believe that they're going to make the changes that drastic do i think taxes will go up of course they're definitely going to go up over our lifetime whether it be Social Security, whether it be Medicare, whether it be the effective rates and the brackets, but that's something that we all have to accept and live with. I mean, if you want to make a lot of money, you have to accept that it's your responsibility to help people that don't make a lot of money. I mean, I believe that. And I think that for us and for clients and for anyone who has qualified money, IRA money, that sort of thing, you, you, you can't help but have to pay more attention to the Roth option. Yeah. Um, Look at you going Roth. Yeah, yeah, pivoting to Roth. But but if this is real, like you're always like, when you're talking to clients, you're like, hey, we can't predict what future tax rates are going to be. You just can't. Um, maybe it's maybe this time is different. Maybe it's pretty pretty high probability that in the future they're going to be higher. Like marginal rates are going to be higher for the for the average Joe. And uh, maybe Roths are maybe it's a reason to be more like thoughtful about or or aggressive about getting IRA money into Roths. I'm the biggest Roth guy in this place. I feel like I've been on an island for the last three years. (laughs) Three years? (laughs) I've had like, I made a pretty significant push to to having clients do conversions to create Roth buckets of money if they don't already have them. And I feel like no one's really been listening (laughs) to that. (laughs) But like, it's such a boring subject. Oh, Roth conversion. Let's do the analysis. I mean, it's very It's boring. not boring. It's just people don't want to hear it because they have to pay taxes. They have to pay taxes, taxes today. Right. Also, we learned recently that the rules for taking money out after you convert it are more complicated than they need to be. We have a client who just did a conversion last year. Yeah. And wants to take the money out, which, you know, had we known, maybe we wouldn't have done the conversion, whatever. But taking the converted money out there's the five-year rule there's 
Is it a special circumstance, penalties, taxes? Like, why is it that difficult for someone to get their hands on their own money they've already paid the tax on? The rules are so goofy. Like, if you make a Roth conversion on December 5th, it's deemed to have happened January 1. Did not know that. So no matter what point in the year you you do the Roth conversion in 2020, it's a 2020 Roth conversion, so the date doesn't matter. So it's like... It's weird. And the rules are like really tricky and yeah. very confusing. If you try Googling, you're going to get <laughs> 17 different. I got different answers from, well, two accountants gave me two different answers. One accountant didn't even reply to me. So, <laughs> so that's why you're on an island with the Roth conversions. Yeah, because no one knows shit about Roth conversions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Money can actually buy happiness. Tara... Like, can you look at her last name? How would you pronounce that? Barampo. Yep, I would say Barampo. Barampo. <laughs> Tara Barampo from the Washington Post uh, wrote this article. Um, the adage of money doesn't buy happiness is being challenged by a recent study showing people earning over 100K a year were more likely to say they were very happy than their peers earning less. That was basically the article itself was pointing out some of the responses in this particular study let's just start with this and i'll throw this out there because i put a little thought into this because i'm so tired of the 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 adage like money doesn't buy happiness yes it does dumbass so i think there's a huge difference between people who need money to be happy right and define happiness as like being wealthy by the amount of money they have like that's happiness to them and then the difference is those people that use their money to allow them to do things that make them happy, right? Okay. That's what it is. Like money buys happiness for people that use their money to do things that make them happy. I would argue there's maybe a third group too. The people whose money reduces stress, which in turn makes them happy. Absolutely. Right? Like they can pay their bills. <laughs> so they're not stressed about their finances. So they're able to be happy. When I first started working and it was like paycheck to paycheck or like paycheck to borrow to paycheck, like it was stressful and not fun and not happy. When your career gets more established and it doesn't feel like that, as like, yeah, you're definitely less stressed out. And being less stressed out makes you more happy, happier. Did you guys ever hear of that Princeton study that they mentioned in the article that like at the um, earnings level of I think 75 grand, after that point, the more money you made did not matter. Like the, the increase in income did not correlate to an increase in happiness. And I was like, that's bullshit. I think that to put a, to put a dollar amount, because I, I mean, I think it's impossible to make a statement like that that applies to nearly everyone. Um, I, I recognize that there's a lot of people who may never even get to $75,000. And so they may never even know that. But I always found that to be very like, and obviously it's not like I don't believe it. I just never could understand very how they arbitrary. could just pick, yeah, a number. What seems like out of thin air. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it because I think most people, their lifestyle creeps up with their income increase. So... The more you make certainly won't make you happier. I because think. those people focus 
exclusively on what they don't have and what other people do have right. that are you know above them let's just say on the on the on that scale but meg to your point if i were to say to you like in this article says if i said okay if if you ask the question of people are you very happy are you more <laughs> likely to say yes if if you earn over a hundred grand a year than if you earn less than a hundred grand i mean of course you're going to get the yeses right skewed towards mm-hmm. that group so to me it's one of those other it's and I have to confess, I didn't read the article because <laughs> I couldn't get access to it, but I, I can get, I get the gist of it. Um, money doesn't buy happiness. I, Jeff, I have to, you said, yes, it does. And I don't think it does because I don't think happiness is correlated to money. I think it, there's, a, there's some steps in between. No, I disagree. I gain happiness by spending my money on other people. That makes me happy. And if I don't have money to spend on other people, I don't think I'll be as happy. Will I be a happy person? Sure. I'll have my family and I'll have stuff to do with them to make me happy. But I really do enjoy spending money on other people. So would you be twice as happy if you had twice as much in- income or Probably, money? Probably, yeah. Like the stuff I can do with that, like, yeah, be, that'd be awesome. Like I, I was watching, a, I think it was a TikTok. I wasn't watching a TikTok. I think it was on Instagram. <laughs> And this dude pulled up to like a, uh, uh, you've probably seen it. He pulled up to like a drive through window at like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. And got his order from the, from the girl at the window. And he said, do you have your phone? And she was like, yep. And he goes, can you grab it? So she goes, gets her, her phone. And he goes, can you ask Siri to pick a number between one and 50 or one and a hundred? And she said, yeah, sure. So, hey, Siri, pick a number between one and a hundred. And it was like 75. He goes, can you add a $75 tip to that order, please? And it was like a $12 order. And she was like, like, that's awesome. If I had more money, I would love to do more. I would love to give more of it away. So I think, yeah, I think it would correlate to happiness. Sure. Okay. Maybe it correlates. I just don't think there's a, you can't make the statement. I think that the most valuable thing money can buy you is time, which is finite for everybody. And those people that don't take advantage, those that have a lot of money or make a lot of money and don't allow it to buy themselves that time because let's say they're just workaholics or they're just like nut jobs that, that want to make more and want to make more and more and it's never enough. Because the time part of it gives you the ability to do the things you want to do with your friends, family, whatever it is that you, you like to do. Um, I think i'm just quarreling with the money buying happiness statement i just think that's that's too simplistic if you don't have any money you can still be happy mm-hmm. you'll be happier if you have more money though yeah if you have the ability to do things that you couldn't do without money what about the people that don't have any interest in doing anything other than what they're doing they, they sound like they more. sound they like awesome people, dude. Like, <laughs> but but they're not here for to that. to be able to have the money to take your kids to Disney World and watch them enjoy it. There's there's happiness that to be gained from that. I'm not saying that's like the defining factor of your happiness, but if you're a person that can't afford to do that, I would say they're missing out on some stuff. They don't know that they're missing out on it because they can't afford it. Yeah, but I and I think that plays into it though because I think there's people who are happy and content with their version of leaving a $75 tip at McDonald's or taking their kids on a trip. And 
that's not necessarily related to well it is it's directly related to what they make right because they make happiness off of what they sure they earn um it's just a different version of it so i think it's it's probably a little more nuanced than like money can buy you or can't can't buy you happiness i just think though to me it's always the the financial stress component like if people who worry about paying their rent did not have to worry about that they would absolutely be happier people Fair enough. I'll probably contradict myself a little bit. (laughs) I know there were plenty of times where I had very little that I was really freaking happy. Yes. That is the contradiction. You know what I mean? Like I remember remember as a kid having very little responsibility and like not a whole lot of care in the world, right? And as you grow up and you become an adult and you have family family and kids and and a house – you have a lot of stuff to take care of, a lot of responsibility. It kind of creates more stress too, but that stuff was a function of having more money so you can afford to do more stuff. But uh, And you made that choice too. Like the sure. people yes. that make the choice to collect kids and dogs, as Galloway says all the time, like you move to that stage in your life where you're now you're, you, but you make that choice. Other people make the other choice, which is I don't want any of that. And right. I'll, and I, and I, therefore I don't need to make as much or need to have as much uh, financially. It certainly didn't, didn't, doesn't seem like it made Steve Jobs very happy. That guy was like a miserable person, right? <laughs> yeah, so then there's that group. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all have observed plenty of those people. I read something yesterday that Jeff Bezos made like his wealth increase by like a hundred and like thirty billion in a day or something. You know, I heard that on the, in my car Was it 130 billion today. or 13 I billion? I think it was 13. Yeah. And the people that you, that, spit out those stats just because Amazon stock went up by whatever that day and they calculate how much he made that day. How much he made that day? He didn't make $13 billion today. His share of ownership in the company that he has appreciated, appreciated that. that day for whatever reason. And I'm sure he's lost $15 billion in a day before. No one's putting that headline out there. I and specifically by the way, brought it up just nobody gave him that. <laughs> He made $13 billion a day based on what he's done for the past 25 years or whatever he's been. Yeah, when you break it down by years, it's not that much. Making, <laughs> <laughs> making this company as important as it is and valuable as it is. I mean, Do you he, think Jeff Bezos is happy? No. No, he seems like a midlife crisis kind of guy. Like, like yeah. getting all jacked up and divorcing his wife and doing After all that stuff. After having and, an affair. She divorced yeah. him, dude. Get it right. Okay, that's you're right. But no, I I don't. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's he's great, but maybe he's great. (laughs) I don't know the guy, so I can't tell you. There's probably a point where you make an amount where your lifestyle becomes comfortable, and that creates a level of happy. That's what this art. That's what that Princeton yeah. study was saying is seventy five no, thousand no, dollars a year. But I don't think it's a number. I think it's a it's a it's a different number for everyone. Oh, I think okay. it's a different number. Like I have a lifestyle. As long as I don't increase that lifestyle, and if my income stays where it is or goes up, I'm I'm stress free financially, and I think that creates a level of happy. Yeah. And your number may be different to mine. Your number may be different from mine. Yeah. So I think what we're all saying here is that. Jeff had to retract his original <laughs> statement because it's more nuanced than money buying happens. It happens a lot on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> All righty. Inside the luxury nuclear bunker protecting the mega rich 
from the apocalypse. Please tell me you read this. I did. Nice. Claire Riley from CNET. Um, her article describes her experience touring, touring the survival condo. Located outside of... Oh, my God. Located outside of Kansas City, the structure descends 200 feet underground and is designed to sustain 75 people for more than five years in the event of a massive disaster. Complete with a cinema, classroom, and gym levels, the survival condo is the ultimate rich person's attempt at protecting themselves and their families without sacrificing luxury. That is my best summary I've written for 30 episodes. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah, we don't give you any credit for how good the summaries are. <laughs> I mean, it's a great look, job. Although I will, I, I do have a little gripe. If you are living 200 feet underground after a nuclear apocalypse, you're sacrificing luxury. There's nothing. There's no such thing as luxury, just because there's a rock wall and a <laughs> swimming pool. And by the way, was this article written now or 1983? I think it's now, right? I, I'm I'm joking because oh. it's like. <laughs> We're talking about like <clears throat> nuclear <laughs> bunkers and stuff that just oh. seems so outdated. I'm not saying it couldn't happen or won't, but I mean, you have no fear of nuclear war anymore. I don't want to be one of these assholes at 200 gra- feet underground. No, I, I totally agree. If this, if something, there's an asteroid or a nuclear thing, like fuck, take me. I'm not doing this shit. Why I'm, not? Why wouldn't you want to be a survivor? Oh hell no, hell. No, I don't need to be Will Smith in I Am Legend walking around trying to like shoot zombies and shit. No, I'm out. No, you're it, kill me. You're away from that. With that was, 75 other people, kill me, kill me for up to five years. What until, until, until me. all of John Legend was down there. <laughs> John no, it would have to be better than John Legend. What if his wife died and he was down there? So he'd be available. How long? How when does this happen? What does he look like at that point? <laughs> No, not even John Legend. I'm out, dude. There's nobody on this planet. And they're like a million each to yeah. three million each. Starting at a million. Starting, yeah. and then there's a big monthly fee to just keep the you know lights on and stuff like that. Or I guess you pay it now, like a gym membership, in yeah. the event that you need the, yeah. the gym. I mean, the place was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. dope. Oh, uh, no way. Did you see the windows? Just pictures of like outside the outside the yeah. carnage yeah like a fa- bunch of nuclear fallout <laughs> raining no. down for five years no they were that sounds you, awesome so you didn't see the windows <laughs> I did but it was a picture of like blue sky yeah and yeah well if you're under there for the for the reason that you're there it's not gonna look like that <laughs> I can't imagine not being able to like go outside and like play basketball or go for a run or something they have a gym for yeah for but that. that's how about the bidets? All the bathrooms, yeah. no toilet paper. Yeah, and they they downloaded like <laughs> downloaded and cached like all kinds of stuff off yeah. the internet so that people can still like read up on stuff and medical stuff and, and whatever else hobbies without having access to the internet, which will be down. Where clearly. would you get booze or drugs? They said there was a bar. I think you're out on the drugs. What's Kansas City's or Kansas's? Uh... Yeah, that's got to be a limited. Have... I mean, unless you have somebody like, how, yeah, how are you going to make wine or make like alcohol in that situation? Once you run out, you're out. You can make beer, can't you? Like they have like home kits. <laughs> yeah, but you have to have like the. Actual what do you need? You need ingredients, which Yeast? are covered in nuclear Hops? fallout <laughs> up top. <laughs> Send somebody up to go look, man. A little recon mission. I just think it's. 
And there's there's so there's a lot of people have signed up for this already or something, yeah. right? Like they're building another one. Oh my god! I I can't believe neither one of you have mentioned which which is is the number one. I'm out. You're underground. Like, doesn't the Earth like move at all and shift? Can you imagine if it just like buried alive is one of my not favorite things to do? <laughs> but I think in the middle of like Kansas or Missouri, wherever this is. You're not like on the San Andreas Fault. You There's know no I mean? tectonic plates. How much faith do you have that it just won't collapse? Oh, that didn't even cross my mind. Would it be better to be vaporized in the original nuke or be yes. buried alive in the collapse of the underground Vaporize bunker? Me. Vaporize, yeah, no I doubt. Mean. No doubt. Uh, well, it, I, I don't... Can you imagine like the, the thing, like a few floors collapse on each other and you're like stuck on floor like two and, you know... Three through 70 have already collapsed. Oh, God. You couldn't get to the bar? What happens if? This, what happens when the five-year clock runs out? Like, what if the world's still unsafe. zombie apocalypse and you're down there and then you have to leave after five years? And then are you going to just assume that one of these people is going to be like a, a competent doctor Ugh. in the event, not in the, in the, in the certainty that somebody's going to need medical care or, or that they're going to deliver a baby or something? Or that there's not a serial killer as one of the people who bought a condo. So you think, yeah, she didn't mention that. Was there any kind of screening process to join? To be your neighbor. There had, there, they have to do a psychological profile. Yeah, but your psychological profile now as a purchaser of one versus your psychological profile after there's been a nuclear warhead dropped on our country and then you're underground with 75 strangers now. What I didn't Big get change. from the article, can I... So wait, first of all, you guys are telling me I should I should ask for my deposit back. <laughs> so, could you go and like chill there for the weekend, or do you have to wait for an apocalypse? Because I wanted to like rent one out for like a weekend and give it a shot. That's a good question. I don't think they're on Airbnb. No, <laughs> and it's that like a secret awesome. location that you don't, you know. Yeah, she definitely had to sign like an NDA. She had to be blindfolded and driven. <laughs> that out was real. She's like, it's a wow. It's it's. She, I think she said it was three miles from the Kansas City airport. No, I think it was three hours. Three hours. Three hours. Three okay, hour so you do like a three-hour radius from this like Kansas City airport. I think we could find the place. It's not that top secret. Yeah, and if you judging gave me the by location. the the picture, you have like army men standing out standing guard dude so. i can probably find it on google maps in about 20 <laughs> minutes did you go to the website of it yeah it's pretty cool it's you would think that people who are spending the kind of money to build this thing would have a better website i just looked at the pictures and i, I, I it looks like, like it. a website i built in eighth grade <laughs> maybe we're going we're looking at this the wrong way if you're the 10 million 50 million dollar person yeah, why wouldn't you put money down, a million down, to have this as your, as your fallout shelter? Like you, you already have like a safe house, a safe room, or a fallout shelter. But why wouldn't you, you want this one to be it? Because I don't want to live like that. I would rather die. Okay. Yeah, and I don't want to. Let's say three years later, coast is clear. Everybody comes up top, and be one of the what the pioneers of the earth to repopulate the, the whole planet well you know too much responsibility. <laughs> there's yeah. still gonna be survivors up there that are all like radiated you're gonna come out like fresh no, freshly shaved and showered they'll be like they'll all be dead but they'll be there's probably a hundred of these around the world like every country's probably got one of these nut jobs who's building yeah. one china has yeah. a million of yeah. them 
I thought it was cool. I'm in. Yeah, I'm super out. I'm gonna wait till they come down in price though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna actually You're gonna get I'm, the discount version. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start another company where they're not that like. They're not that fancy. Well, did you ever see the Last Man on Earth? That it's a comedy. Um, no. It, it's on. I don't know. It's Hulu or something. I watched it recently. Oh yeah, Paul it, Rudd, it, right? No, no. It's and it's a few years old. It's with um, an SNL guy. I'm blanking on his name. Very funny. Okay. Hater. He, not hater. Um, mm-hmm. um, Will. Oh, the F. Um, you know who I'm talking for, about? For um, Forte. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. And it's it's a comedy and it's funny and it basically like there's a huge pandemic that wipes out the the, the world. Oh. Um, there's just a he like he for some reason is immune and there's ends up being like a, a handful of people. But there was one woman who did this. She was in an underground bunker for like years, a couple of years, three years, and then she comes out. It reminded me of that. Like, <laughs> what? And and by the way, like stupid show, but kind of funny. But in no way appealing. Would you want right. to be one of the last like thirty people on the planet? No, that's Will trying Smith. to figure things out. Right? I am legend. Wasn't that the premise? I don't remember exactly what happened. I. Uh, but it was him and his dog, and they were fighting off like right. infected zombies. Like, no, kill me. No, I was. I watched that going. I, I wouldn't mind being Will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the. Okay, you know what? If the fate of humanity is on your shoulders, also kill me. It's not the fate. (laughs) I am humanity. No, there were other people alive. Yeah, there were a few. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Top five most scrutinized sports figures in Philly of all time. We're not going to limit it to sports. I used sort of the celebrity definition, which Which includes more than than just sports. Okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go. So I have one that's kind of a question mark because it's there. It, it's not enough. It hasn't been long enough. But I gotta throw Ben Simmons on the list because he, like, literally, I feel like from the moment he's been here, every day he just gets scrutinized positively or negatively, and it just it it, it mm-hmm. it's so much. I can't think of another athlete that has been here that has gotten that much scrutiny. For su- like been here for such a short amount yeah. of time. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Eric Lindros absolutely makes the list. The scrutiny between him and the organization and his parents was unbelievable when it was happening. Yeah, he didn't make my list, but I thought about putting him on. But you're right. The I mean, the hype around him, Philly basically winning the sweepstakes yep. and then all the drama after that. But yeah, that's a good one. Allen Iverson. Yeah, I have AI. Do you really? I didn't mm-hmm. think you would. Um, but that wasn't. I, oh, sorry. This is good, good, good. No, mine was more about like his, like the polarization of the of him in the league at the time, like pretty much bringing hip hop culture to the NBA, and like no one wanting to see that or hear that. Yeah. I mean, his hair, his tattoos, what he wore on the sidelines, what he wore to press conferences, how he talked in press conferences. Like He was at TGI Fridays every Friday with his entourage. Like, who gives a shit, yeah. man? Yeah. <clears throat> Donovan McNabb, absolutely. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. To the point that we're still talking about him. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that's now self-inflicted. Sure, <laughs> sure. stupid shit. And then my number one is Andy Reid. 
Hmm. Hmm. I didn't even think of Andy. Um, I'll go. Okay. So I have AI too. I have Michael Vick. That's a good oh, one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. I put Sam Hinkie, which we talked yeah. about. Um. <clears throat> obviously, I'm a big basketball fan, but he's still discussed like among GMs, among the league. So still gets a lot of that. Um. I put Kobe. So I know he didn't play in Philly, but he's from Philly. So I kind of like added him in here. Yep, Kobe was on my list. Kobe said he wasn't from Philly. He played at Lower Marion. Yeah, I mean, it's Philly. He told the world, I'm not from Philly. (laughs) Well, I put Kobe on my list. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Maybe that's why he was scrutinized, because he's saying (laughs) stuff like that. And then the last one I have is like very broad, just Philadelphia fans. Like, we are scrutinized That's a good one. All the time yeah. for being, for throwing snowballs, for like calling people assholes, for dumping beers, for the jail under the vet. Yeah. yeah, we, so just fans of Philadelphia sports. You know what pisses me off about that? I remember it might have been in the World Series or the Phillies World Series run in the playoffs that year. Victorino goes back to catch a ball right at the wall. And someone dumped a beer on him right before he catches it. And he did. He catches it. And I forget who they were playing. It was either L.A. or somebody like And, like, there was nothing about it. The other teams? Yeah, the other team. They were there away. Mm -hmm. He's back against, like, he's at the warning track. He's about to catch a fly ball. And, like, the fan dumps a beer on him. And no one says anything. Doesn't make If that happened here, we would have got killed for it. So that's a good one, man. Yeah. Good list. So I had, um, again, I used more than just sports, and I also used, like, the native, the Philly native angle. So I had Kobe there for that reason. I got Mike Schmidt on there. He was on my uh, significant others. He got killed. He got killed. (laughs) Killed. And he was, like, Hall of Famer. And, I mean, but for whatever reason, they just shit on him. Because he didn't, like, he 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 didn't like like, the fans. Yeah, he he maybe made some comments here or there or kind of, like, sniped at the fans being dicks and he he got you can't do that here dude you can't do that here um i got will smith on my list especially as of late his personal life gets oh my god is it really yeah i have no idea what's going on so jada his wife um has this show it's like a red the red table or red talk I, i don't know what it's called but she um was accused of having an affair with a much younger person and all that stuff started coming out so she goes to her show to like clear the air and it's literally will and jada sitting across the table from each other talking about now they were separated when she had this affair but like airing out all their shit (laughs) like were they like arguing no it was actually like a, a very civil conversation but will just kept like kind of asking her to be honest because she was pretty like vague in the way that she was talking about things and he's like you got to say what actually happened you have to tell him what actually happened like you wanted to do this because apparently it was her idea to to bring it to this platform he's like you got to be very honest about it so now it's just it's very much in the meat will's always been beloved though right yeah i think for the most part but like part of the reason he makes my list is hey like he's a philly guy Big time movie star, they're all scrutinized. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Um, I got Lenny Dykstra on my list. Yeah. That's not a bad one. <laughs> he deserved all the scrutiny. He's, Do you even he's know who him. he is? He played 
for the Phillies. Mm. Train wreck of a, of a like his post playing days. His post playing, I mean, it's unbelievable what the guy did. Yeah, I mean, jail, insider trading. Oh just wow! Just a total. I had a like a fun guy. I had a client in a meeting tell me like, "Have you seen Lenny Dykstra and what he's doing? He is a." Stock market genius. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Like there was a, there, so there was a, um, like a documentary about it. So I like watched the documentary. Like, this guy is off the reservation, man. Yeah. But the fact that some people thought he was like, yeah, he's a lunatic. Yeah, he's a lunatic. Um, and my number one is Bill Cosby. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> I have. I was talking to Christian about this because I was like, I need some help, and his first one was Cosby, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> If the scrutiny is because you were raping women, does it count? Were they women or children? It was women. It was women. women. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. He was like putting shit in their drinks and like. Yeah, I mean, but scrutiny it fits the definition of <laughs> yeah. five, right? Yeah. Because he said Kevin Hart too, and Kevin Hart was scrutinized because he cheated on his pregnant wife, and I'm like, but that's deserved scrutiny. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you did you hear what she said to him? Who? Kevin Hart's pregnant wife? Like, he no. deserved to be, like, cheated on. I'm completely joking. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what he said to her. Oh, it doesn't matter. It wasn't. I didn't follow him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Bill. End on a really I solid think Bill is there. the number one Philly scrutiny. It's either him or Andy yeah, Reid. He's the number one, like, Philly disgrace, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? I think Andy Reid. Like he won a Super Bowl and is still getting scrutinized by Philly fans. Now yeah. he didn't win it for us, I know that, but he he won a Super Bowl as the coach of another team, and people are still talking about what he didn't do They're right still as a coach. The, calling it a so that's why he was my number one leading up to the past Super Bowl. Since the Eagles weren't in it, and Andy Reid was the amount of chatter in this city about Andy Reid. It's yeah. like people, he hasn't coached here in like, I don't know, a decade? Yeah. Like we've been through Chip Kelly. We've been through. Co-tight. Co- <laughs> no, Co-tight was. <laughs> he was before. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some good ones. Yeah. Good ones all around. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.